Hey there, my name is Hugo Prince. I'm the host of the Road to the IPO, the podcast of entrepreneur Aguirre. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate. I also want to let you know that the podcast Road to the IPO is not available in all the other platforms. iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Please, please rate the podcast on iTunes. Leave a comment. Let me know if it's good. Let's start the show. Today's podcast is in English and I have the great, great pleasure to have on the show Samantha Cutler, influential on Instagram as The Fit Fatal. She has a, her own podcast also. And how's it going, hey, Samantha? Good, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. Thank you to you. Yeah. So for those who don't know you, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. So um, I write a health and wellness blog that is called The Fit Fatal. Yeah. And it encompasses all things from Instagram to my podcast, which is also, you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, yeah. any of those podcast apps as well. It's the Fit Fatal podcast. And everything is about finding happiness and your best life through health, wellness, um, anything that falls under that umbrella. So it can be mindfulness, meditation, clean eating, essentially tuning into your best self and who you are so that you can affect those around you in a positive way. All right. Yeah. So before we talk about your brand, I want to talk about yourself. So I know because I listen to your podcast. Yes. I subscribe on Google Podcasts and I'm <laughs> to that. Thank you. Um, so you said that you went to fashion school. Yeah. You went to New York. Yeah. So you were living in Montreal and then you decided you just to go to, uh, to, New, to New York to pursue passion. Um, so how was that experience? So, you know, I don't think anyone's path is clear ever. Yeah. And I think that's something people always ask about and they need to remember when they're looking at how to get from, you know, A to Z. Yeah. And I'm probably about somewhere at like F, I'm not a Z, anywhere near Z. but. Um, the process of it is never what you expect. And so I lived in Montreal. I wanted to go into fashion. Yeah. I was at business school actually at John Wilson for a year and I hated it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized I wanted to do business for fashion okay. and I researched and looked into it and I ended up going to FIT, which is the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York, yes. which was, in my opinion, the best in what it offers in okay. its business school uh, for fashion and it was an incredible experience and at the time I really really thought that's what I wanted to do and work in fashion and you know be a buyer be in marketing somewhere in that realm and so I was there for two and a half years yeah. I did my bachelor's degree in business specialized in buying okay. and I worked at Michael Kors while I was there I worked in the city I interned in the city I kind of got the whole New York New York style yeah New York vibe but yeah. I was you know when I moved there I was 20 so okay. actually I was 19 and just turned 20 the month after okay and so it was kind of a crazy experience I was young I was on my own and I 
I have way more reservations about those decisions now. Yeah. At the time, <laughs> I seemed to have no hesitation. It's like you took it, you took a risk. Yeah. You didn't think about it. You wanted to proceed yeah. passion, so you went to the best school. Yeah, and I knew that was going to be where I would get the most experience. Okay. And it's funny, this actually came up in a conversation I was having with friends last night yeah. about the way schooling is structured now in university, in CJF, even in high school. And you always learn more when you're in it, right? Yeah. When you're in the workforce, when you travel, you can learn a language so much better than sitting in a classroom. Yeah. And that's the way FIT was structured, was a lot of our classes were part in the class, but then they would take us out and our teacher might be working at Macy's and be, you know, uh, strategy director or a buyer or whatever yeah. and be like come we're gonna go to my office next week in class and i'm going to show you what actually goes on yeah it's because there's so many people that for the people that are watching and mm -hmm. listen to the podcast yeah. a lot of students uh, they go uh, try um, like a subject at school they don't like it and they stay, right. they stay stuck there yeah but they decide to really change you went from business to fashion because that's what you like yeah mm. well i knew i mean i stayed in a fashion background yeah. i didn't go into i mean in a business background business. i didn't go into design okay. um or anything like that but i initially you know it's really hard because you don't really know the job options yeah and you don't know that you can create a brand out of this or money out of this okay. and I'm sure we'll touch on that yeah. in regards to influencing but it's you know I was like okay well I'm gonna have to do a full degree in business and then a full degree in fashion design and somehow that's gonna make me get to where I want to go yeah you know and then maybe add in a couple other things but it's not like that it's not one plus one equals two yes. it's really tapping into a degree is important to have as a foundation but it's tapping into where you personally excel and you yeah. enjoy it and feeding that. Yeah. So yeah. when you were in New York, um, I think there's something that happened there. Because you're having that New York style and BC thing, you know, New Yorkers. And you start to get upset with uh, fitness. So I think you, you, didn't get, you didn't eat well, but you, just, you wanted to train there, I think. To so train. The, yeah. So my whole life I loved fitness okay. um, and nutrition. I was always, always into it but the issue was I was young and I wasn't educated properly okay. and there weren't people like myself and you know there's so many great resources now to find information yeah. that is just people that live similarly to you in a healthy way okay. and there wasn't access to that it was you know you see models or you see athletes and where's the in-between balance yeah. um, and now we're fortunate to have a lot of that information but at the time I was really into you know being thin and yeah. being skinny and okay. living in the States, it was always sugar free or, you know, fat free and these things which didn't equal healthy. Yeah. And so that's how my mindset used to be was skinny or if I go to the gym, even if it's I'm on an elliptical for 45 minutes, I'm achieving what I want to achieve. Yes. When in reality, that's not getting you there. You need to have a a strategy that builds muscle that's feeding yourself whole nutrition so the actual process to getting to that point is okay. very different than I approached it okay um, and and yeah and I was I think I sort of hit a turning point when I really got I dove into Whole Foods which is a funny yes. story and I often say this is I would go I mean I wasn't alone okay. I was 20 in New York I had friends but you know it's a new city yeah. single 
all those things. And I would go on the weekend and go to Whole Foods and I would spend hours and hours and hours reading okay. labels. And so I started without even any research or any other information to understand what was in those things. And okay. I was going, why can't I pronounce this? Or what, what does that logo mean? What's this gluten-free and vegan? And we're talking, you know, six, seven years ago also okay. where it was not as prominent in Montreal. In the States, it was a lot okay. more accessible. But the health trends have grown more so in Canada after that. But what, what did you say? Because um, you weren't that educated like in the food and everything, mm -hmm. but you decided to surround yourself with people that were educated, that were taking care of themselves. And that, that changed your mindset. So yeah. that happened a lot later in life. Yeah. Um, when I returned back to Montreal after yeah. I was in New York at fashion school, I was working corporate for Ogilvy's, yeah. which is now Holt Renfrew. And at the time, I then sort of lost my time to be able to go to the gym or my desire to be healthy. And I was, again, swallowed in the corporate world and yeah. in the long hours. And through that process, I met various people like trainers and um you know drea wheeler who i, I teach her bodylicious class okay. introduced me to victoria park and from that point on i sort of understood that i'm gonna need this yeah. to be healthy for myself and okay. this balance so i felt the difference in what i was able to manage from a corporate side because i was catering to my own health and my well-being so Let's talk about the corporate life. You were yeah. doing marketing at Ogilvy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So what were you doing? Like, um, that did that help you to build your brand? A hundred percent. I mean, everything you do is experience and helps you to build where you are. Okay. Uh, I had great experience. I was given a lot of power and a lot of um, room to play at a young age. Okay. You know, my office, my the only person that was above me at the time was our VP of marketing. Okay. And so my relationship with him was very strong and we did a lot of things together and we I was able to from my first entry level job sort of, you know, experience what a VP was. So everything in between we were kind of handling and, and facing together and that experience made me always take things very professionally. Okay. You know, so I've always approached every situation as it's a business. Yes. You are, you know, anything that's not personal life is essentially business. Okay. Your profile online, even if it's not making money, even if you're not an influencer, it's what you're putting forward into the world, okay. right? And so I think that level of professionalism and understanding that from a very large corporation that really cares about their image and that you're representing them is, uh, you know, was a really big learning process because there's a lot of people like uh, listening to the podcast mm -hmm. they're wondering like why should I go get a job when I can't start my own business mm -hmm. you know and that's why I try I ask all the all these entrepreneurs yeah. the same question because they have a job before and what did they learn from that job right so what would you say that it's better to get a job before to start your own business so or your brand okay um a lot of my friends and people that know me will always laugh because I'm the biggest pro quit your job person. Okay. <laughs> But I'm going to say one thing that like everyone listening, everyone watching should understand is that I'm a really big pro quit your job, okay. but you have to have a job to be able to quit it. Meaning that I'm also a really big go get a job and understand what it is to work for someone else, yeah. understand what it is to respect 
people who have more experience to learn from them and to know you're not the smartest person in the room because if you're the only person making decisions and running a business, that may affect you and your relationships long term in, in okay. a professional way. And yeah, I think it's very important to have jobs and I've, I had jobs since the moment I turned 16 and I was okay. able to work. So I think that's a really big process in understanding, even if it's retail. Retail is one of the most important places to work and yeah. I think now people believe that they might be bigger than that Right? They don't yeah. want to. They don't want to do a service job. They don't want to serve people, even if it's at a cafe. Yeah. Interacting with other people. With people, yeah. And networking and understanding communication, body language, just all everything that that, you know, respect for who you're serving and your client and vice versa will make you a better leader long term. Yeah, that we that we make have like soft skills, you know. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly, yeah. and it makes you have respect if you go on to be you know, a CEO and your company IPOs, whatever that is, <laughs> okay. you'll always have respect for every level of the business yes. because everyone's working. Okay. That's what they're doing. They're not, you know, there's no reason to not respect any level. True. Yeah. So why did you decide to quit your job at that time? You have like a good yeah. career, you are having a good relationship with the BP and everything. So you yeah. decide what happened there. So. I actually was very stressed at the time and okay. I was under a lot of pressure in corporate world and ultimately I felt that I was happier when I was running out to get to my gym class, you know? And I had, so a little bit of more backstory is I had my blog while I was in corporate and I found that I didn't have anything that was a personal outlet or a passion project yeah. because I was working 80-hour work weeks some okay. weeks, right? And so you're going in early, you're working late. I was working on the weekends. I worked every single weekend for two years. Okay. And okay. so that process started to feel like I didn't have anything that belonged to me. So I started the blog, and ultimately the blog was more lifestyle. And as I was introduced to more people in the fitness industry and I realized how much that helped me find my personal equilibrium, I decided I'm going to talk more about this because this is what's really helped me. So that changed your life to start your own blog? Yeah, that really did change my process and I've always process. been someone that is able to understand myself better when I write it out. Okay. So I think that was um, a big part of the about the process, but I realized this was creating more happiness. Okay. And it started generating revenue, obviously not what I was making, but I did know that if I wanted it to reach that point, I needed to leave corporate. Okay. And there was a point where I was so nervous, it took a while, I mean, there was probably six months to maybe even a year where I kept going, okay, maybe I can leave now, maybe I can leave now. And a lot of people feel that. Okay. But I'll say one thing, when the moment's right, yeah. you know. Okay. You know, everything aligns, the stars align. I know a lot of people that have left their jobs, like I said, I'm pro, you know, believe in yourself, do your own thing. But when the stars align and it's supposed to happen, it happens. It happens. It happens. Okay. Everything happens at the right time. Maybe someone you loved working for, you know, ends up not being in the company anymore. Or maybe you get this huge other contract that's telling you go this way. Or, you know, just other factors. And the, you need to listen to yourself to know when that, that fits. Just a small break to let you know that World Today IPO has finally some sponsor. 2CM and Partner Sync, an accounting firm. Eve and Ali, one of my dearest friends, and they're very good accountants. They, they had helped me a lot in my accounting. 
As an entrepreneur, freelancers, even people that have 9 to 5 jobs, you need very good accounting. So that's why I recommend them to CM and Partner Sync. So they're based in Montreal. So if you are from Montreal and you listen to the podcast right now, you can give them a call or go to the website that I will put on the description. I will put the link on the description. So if you tell them that you listen to the podcast, they will give you a free consultation. Yes, a free consultation. So give them a call right now at 514-318-3711. 514-318-3711 and let them know that you listen to the road to the IPO. So let's get back to the show. All right. But for me, that was my moment, so. That's good. Yeah. Um, so now we're gonna talk about your brand. Yeah. So before we talk about that, um, if people can want to contact you, where can they get you? What platforms are you on? Yeah, so my Instagram is The Fit Fatale. Yeah. My podcast is called Spin, Skin, and Other Addictions, but okay. they can find it under The Fit Fatale Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and um, iHeartRadio okay. as well. Uh, they can check out the blog, www.thefitfatale.com. Okay. Pretty much everything's under the same branding, so whatever platform, you should be able to find it. All right. Yeah. We are going to put the descriptions, all, uh, all the links on the descriptions, so Perfect. you can contact Samantha. Yeah. Hit so, me up. why the Fit Fatale? Because you've been telling me that the Fit Fatale yeah. is La Femme Fatale in French. Okay, so... <laughs> You know, this whole story of I was in corporate and I left. And so before I had a different blog, different name. And when I left, I decided if I'm going to create something that's going to be my main source of revenue, a business, a brand, I'm going to run it like that. And I'm not interested in just having it on the side and seeing if it kind of makes some money and I survive. Because once you quit your job, the fire's under your ass. You better believe it because you're not eating if not, right? I mean, I'm lucky I have a lot of supportive people in my life. I don't think anyone would let me starve, but the reality is that you can't pay your rent, you can't feed your chihuahua, like, it's not happening. Yeah. So um, I decided it really needed to create a, a brand, and when I sat down and looked at it, I said, okay, what do I love about fitness, and what do I love about health and nutrition and wellness? And what I came to the conclusion was, I wasn't, I was never a version of, I'm outdoor hiking and I'm all natural, 110%, and I'm, uh, you know, I wasn't so far that way. And I wasn't all about fitness and bodybuilding and muscle and training every day. I was kind of that person who was empowered by fitness to be confident, to be my kick-ass self, to be a person that had the power to elevate themselves and others around them and to me it gave the la femme fatale which we all know is the temptress powerful woman that gets whatever she wants and for me i kind of i just made that link from the beginning as i started branding and piecing the 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 parts together i understood like no that's really what it is but let's do a play on word that it's about fitness it's about health okay so i really i replaced like with La Fit Fitale, right? Okay. La Fit Fitale. Yeah. Cool. So that was sort of where it came from. And I remember sitting with it. Oh, yeah, I just want to call it La Fit Fitale. Like just the Fit Fitale. And I, I remember saying it to, I, it was probably my graphic designer at the time. Because yeah. we were playing with the name. If I should just call it, fashion bloggers often just have their name as their blog. Yeah. Or, you know? And I was trying to decide if I should just put Samantha Cutler or whatever. And we just kept sitting there with that name, and it stuck. Yeah, it really embodied 
what it is. is yeah, because that's one question that like, mm. um, you're saying a lot of people start their own brand with the name, the shows. But is it better to start with your name or have like a, a nickname on the side? My podcast wrote to that hero, but people say yeah. you should put like the Hero Prince podcast. I'm like, I don't know. What do you think? So I think it depends. You know, every person, there's not a right or wrong way. Yeah. Um, I'm often in places where people don't know my name. Okay. They'll say, oh, the Fit Fatale is here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, I've now, I've now reached that point. Um, you know, and that's okay. I'm totally fine with that. Uh -huh. I don't mind. But it's, like, I think you just have to find what fits with you. Yeah. And I think for a podcast, it's different because a lot of podcasts have their title. And yeah. then I, I always make sure that it's discoverable by searching the Fit Fatale because okay. I know people will search that way. Okay. Um, but I do think that, you know, having a fun name for things, that's not a problem. It's just understanding that if they go to that one direction, stick with it. If yeah. you're going to use your name, use your name everywhere. If you're going to use, you know, the Fit Fatale or whatever, okay. use the Fit Fatale everywhere. Okay. So that's why even in making a name for my podcast, I wanted to make sure people could look it up. So on Instagram, it's the Fit Fatale podcast. Yeah. It's simple. People can find it. Yeah. If yeah. not, people are gonna gonna give you names, and like oh, people. Yeah. Say, because my family name is Prince. Right. So that's a say, great name. Yeah. They say the Prince of Podcast. I'm not. I'm not there yet. Oh no. <laughs> that's funny though. But I like the road to the IPO. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like it a lot. Thank you. Not yeah. a lot. Not a lot of people like it. I don't know. It's all right. They, they They'll like it once you IPO. Yes. Then they'll then they'll <laughs> understand. Then we understand. So, um, how do you monetize your passion? That's a big question for people. Mm, monetizing. Monetizing yeah. your passion with you for yourself, like for what yeah. you're doing. So, I mean, there's such a, it's such a process and I think a lot of people will probably tell you the more, um, you know, channels of income you have, yeah. the better you can do. So, I'm also a trainer okay. for... Um, Bodylicious, just one dance class. I actually only do it for specific events now and different mm -hmm. things. But the more channels that you can have, so if you're having maybe giving talks, and I don't mean channels like social media channels, I mean outlets and different distribution ways of making an income. Okay. I think when people initially look at going into their passion, they might see it, whether that's social media or you know, whatever that might be for them, they'll see it as one channel yeah. and one channel of income. But reality is that now every brand that does well and every brand that survives, even if it's fashion, has so many different components to okay. it. So now fashion brands have, you know, lifestyle products or then they have these, sh these events that you can pay to go to. So it's building up all of those different parts of it and realizing that those can all be different channels of income. Yeah. I don't know if that... That's that, that <laughs> the question because yeah. a lot of people start doing content, for example, but they don't have any product to sell, they don't have yeah. So at the end of, the, of that content creation, you have to mm -hmm. have like a hosting, talking, right. and selling your expertise, like you yeah. say. And you have to be able to... Look, at the end of the day, if you're a personal brand, you're in sales. Yeah. Because I'm selling that person every single day on a contract. Yeah. And, you know, you hope that your work can sell itself. And yeah. you hope that you create high-quality content, video, photo, whatever that might be, well-spoken, you know, but you ultimately are selling it. Yeah, you're selling yourself. You're selling yourself. Yeah. And I'm not just, you know, as influencers, we're sort of in the middle because brands want us to sell their product. 
But then we have to sell ourselves to the brand. So you're just the same as a retailer at the end of the day, or a magazine, right? Yes. That's what we're often compared to is you're, they're, doing their, they're spending their ad spend on us. Yeah. We need to tell them why and show them their reach and also make it realistic. Yes. Don't tell them I'm going to get you know, 5,000 likes on this picture and you're going to sell 5,000 of your you know, coffee mug. Probably not. I mean, I don't have millions of followers, so probably not. And also being aware that if, from an influencer's perspective, yeah. the contracts that you take, one, you actually like, and two, you know your audience is going to like. Mm -hmm. Because probably if a coffee mug company decides that they want me to, maybe that's not the best example because I'm in food, but I'm just saying, so if they're saying, you know, okay. we're going to do this contract with you and we need you to sell 5,000 mugs, I know, I know from my audience that won't happen. So being transparent with who you're selling to from a brand that you're working with is, is way more credible than telling them, yeah, 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 I'll do it, I'll figure it out, getting the money and not doing it. Okay. Because brands that I work with come back again and again because yeah. they like what they're seeing and I'm honest with them. Here is what I can do for you and this is how it can benefit you. Yeah. And this is what I want in exchange. Wow. Right? Yes. Um, what fascinates me about you is that you seem to be ahead of trend and I think the people that will watch this podcast and listen to mm -hmm. it will understand you that you know, uh, just a pretty girl on Instagram, but you're like, you're running like a business of yourself. Mm -hmm. That's why I see. Yeah, thank you, know, you. thank what you. What I hear too, and I understood, yeah. and I, I think people will watch this and then we understand you have the skills for that. Too. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's hard on, especially when you're looking at a one level um, version of a person, like through a picture. Yeah. That's what's beautiful about Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that that happened in the evolution of Instagram. but. With one photo or, you know, it's very quick to judge. It's really easy yeah. to judge people and say, they look this way, so there's no there's no chance they know what they're doing. They just got a bunch of followers because they're pretty and they're cute. They posted whatever. Yeah, I mean, most people are. If they're yeah. still succeeding and they've, you know, they're doing it full time. I have a lot of awesome kick-ass girlfriends that are doing this. Yeah. And they know what they're doing. Yeah. They're not, none of them are screwing around about what they're building. And those are the people that succeed. Yes. So if you think that you can just create something, everyone has the ability to create what they want. Yeah. If you're just doing it because you want people to know who you are, you want to post pretty pictures or whatever, it m probably won't succeed. Okay. Long term. No, in the long term. Yeah. 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 That's great. I don't know. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you. I Thank you so much for having me. Thank you on the show. Yeah, of and, course. And um, we will see each other soon. Yes. yes. Yeah, we will. For the event, you pledge tonight on the 25th of May. Yeah. This will be out before then? I hope so. Yeah. Okay. We, yeah we make it if not, we've already been there and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming from the future. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mwah. 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 Merci.